Hello, everybody. How you doing? Glad to have you with me today. It's going to be a good show, and I do thank you for joining me. Coming to you almost kind of live from the heart of Cajun country. This is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. We're going to get into some troubleshooting, some fixes, some breaks. I actually found an article not long ago about what happened, what are the most common things to happen to your computer. So we're going to go run in through, and it's 15 items that are the most common, the problems, and the fixes. So that's what we're going to get into today. But before I get into that, I do want to remind you to go check out the website. You can check out the show prep for this episode. It'll have everything that I talk about today, not just the errors, but the fixes that I talk about, at least as as complete as I can, because I will ad lib a little bit on this today. I'm not going to be going completely from a script, so that'll be something interesting. And just to let you know, this is an article that is from schooledbyscience.com. So I do have the link up there, and that'll be on the show prep as well. But also, while you're on the website, you can check out that little pop-up that comes up, and you can check out the merch store. That's right, I finally have a merch store. So you can get t-shirts, water bottles, travel mugs, regular ceramic mugs. There's so much stuff up there that you can get. I have four or five different designs on there now with uh, different logos and stuff like that that you can get. So... Please go check that out. The link is right there. Also, there's a link at the top of the store. You, uh, at the top of the page, you can just click on store and it'll bring you right there. Catch something if you really like it. Go for it. It'll help me out a little bit and uh, go toward helping get some stuff and do some fun projects for the podcast also. So you can help me out by doing that. Also, you can check out the YouTube page. I got a bunch of videos on there. I'm still working on the video review of the Oonts uh angle three that's that triangular shaped speaker that i uh did the video unboxing of a while back so i'm still working on the review on that trying to get it all together and as soon as i get that i'll have that up there and of course i'll let you know by the facebook page at down south it you can search for it right there give it a like if you don't mind while you stop by and that way i can know you came and did stop by and while you're on the website if you wanted to go ahead and listen to any of the past episodes you can right there on the embedded player on the home page otherwise you can also find me on soundcloud apple podcast google podcast which is going to be moving over to youtube music here fairly soon so keep an eye out for that i will let you know when that happens i did set it up to where everything will migrate over so i'm just waiting on google to do their thing and then i can let you know but it's pretty much everywhere else you can think of to stitcher Pocket Cast, um, Spotify. I got a few other few other little odds and ends too. But basically, anywhere you get podcast, you can find my podcast. So, thank you again for joining me, and we can get get started on this right here and now. So, like I said, this is actually going to be kind of a a rundown of common errors that you get on your PC or your your laptop, your computer, whatever it is. And some of the troubleshooting that we're going to go through today is you can basically do it any on any device. A lot of the stuff is kind of universal. It's not just specific to a computer or a laptop or anything like that, but we'll kind of run through some stuff like that. So this article I found was actually uh, on schooledbyscience.com. And the first error that comes up, and it's it's called the blue screen of death. And I think everybody knows what that is. 
that's a when the windows comes up and it's the giant blue screen with the little sad face on it and everything else but what that actually is is a windows stop error which means there was something catastrophic that happened with windows so usually when that happens the blue screen comes up and there's an error code that comes up with the on the screen if you write down the error code you can go back and look up the cause of what happened now usually there's an error code there are times where the error code is just all zeros at which point that means that this is either an issue that has not been resolved yet or it's an issue that has not been seen yet <laughs> so it can either be one of those two and neither one of those options are really a good one because there's really probably not going to be a fix for you. But if it does have an error code, you can look up the error code and find out what's wrong. And usually if there's a patch, there's usually a link right there in the patch within Microsoft's knowledge base you can find and go ahead and download and install it. That way it'll, it won't happen again. So blue screen of death, it, it seems like it's it's a bad idea, but it's actually, it's not really that big of a problem unless it happens a lot. If it happens once a year, not too big, you know, not that big of a deal. Now, if it happens two or three times a week, then you're having a lot of problems. At that point, you would probably need to go ahead and reinstall Windows. So moving on, we get to number two, which is missing DLL files. And DLL files are dynamic link library files, which are basically programming instructions and different information and stuff like that. And it tells the apps that are open and that you're using how to process information and where that information can go and where it comes from. So if some of these files are missing or corrupt, then they're not going to be able to move that information how, like it's supposed to so you won't be able to save for example you won't be able to pull something from another like if you're using microsoft office for instance you won't be able to copy something from one program and then paste it into another one because those dll libraries need to be in sync and usually they use the same ones a lot of apps use the the same dll files that way they can send information back and forth among different programs so that's one of the things that's if it's it's kind of tricky to, to narrow down which one it could be because so many uh, programs and files and share those DLL files. So usually restarting the, the program that you think might be causing it usually will fix the issue. But if the file is actually corrupt, then it you might have to backtrack and try to find out which one originally installed it and then reinstall that program again. So it's and it usually, uh, well, not usually, but sometimes, sometimes you can get lucky and find the DLL file that somebody posted online. It's not really very, it's not a good idea to go searching for that type of thing because that is basically straight code and you're giving that access straight to the apps that you're using. So if somebody had code in there that's nefarious or anything like that, you, you, if you do do it, make sure it's from a very, very, very trusted source. I really wouldn't suggest it. I've done it on occasion just because I absolutely had to, but I really didn't want to. That, at that point, you kind of tread at your own risk. <laughs> Next up, number three is apps running slowly. So this is when your programs are either running really 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 slow 
or they hang up while you're trying to do something. And there's a few things that it could be that could cause it. But really and truly, a lot of times it's a hardware issue. And usually it's with the RAM or with the CPU, the processor. And those really aren't quick fixes because you can close some programs and stuff that you aren't using at the moment. You can close stuff that's running in the background just to kind of free up some of that RAM and some of that CPU usage. But really and truly, if you don't have enough RAM installed on your system, then you're not going to be able to act, you know, everything's not going to run as smoothly as you possibly can. And of course, if you don't have, a, if you have an older CPU, it might not have enough horsepower to run some of the apps that you're trying to run, especially some of the newer ones, you know, because they really are CPU and GPU heavy. So it kind of depends on your system and you have to double check and see what could be causing it and whether or not, you know, that you got to look at the, the actual specs for that app that you're trying to run. You might be trying to run an app that's not designed for something that you, for your system. So that could be a cause too. But on the, the, the fixed side, you, like I said, you could close some stuff that's you're not using and that could free you up enough to where you can, you know, run what you need to run. In the long term, it's not really a good fix. You know, a real a, a good actual fix would be to either add more RAM or, you know, swap out the CPU if you can afford it or if that's something that you you can do. If not, you may have to find maybe an older version of that program that you're trying to use or some, you know, a legacy uh, version of it that's not quite so intensive on your system. Next up is going to be malware, and this is software that can damage or disable your computer. And there are a bunch of good cleaners as far as a fix goes for these. Usually I use, uh, I tend toward Malwarebytes for this one, and it is free. There's a paid option for it, but you really don't need to use that. It'll scan your computer and remove the malware, usually in one go. Sometimes it does require booting in the safe mode to catch everything because some malwares by design use you know send stuff over the internet to whoever wrote it and a lot of times they will hang up and they'll be able to be caught by the scanner if they're trying to send something when you're in safe mode so that that's one little trick that i learned a long time ago whenever uh malware was getting kind of in its heyday it's it's more prevalent now but it's still it's a little easier to catch it now but that's one thing that I did learn a, a while back is try it and run the, the program in regular, you know, just regular windows. And then you run it again in safe mode. And usually you find some extra stuff lying around that you didn't catch the first time. So if you do that, that might be something you need to do. Now, next up is going to be internet or connectivity issues. Now this is just being not able to connect to the internet. Now this has a lot of different things that can cause the problem because an actual connection to the internet is such a it's it's a lot of moving parts it really is so really and truly it's best to start at your modem or your router and then kind of work toward your computer and then that, that way you can kind of isolate what the issue is so you want to start off at the router or the modem sometimes they're combined and it just kind of depends on how, how you have it at your house check to make sure it has power of course 
Check all the cable connections. Make sure everything's tight and everything's uh, where it should be. Which, if you hadn't messed with it, then it shouldn't be a problem. Make sure all the connection lights are normal. So, I mean, if, if you you should know what the light, the the different lights are on your modem, you know, when it's in regular operation and it works. They should have a power, an Ethernet uh, connection or an online or something like that. Broadband. I've seen several on uh, some DSL modems. All of these need to be lit. Nothing out of the ordinary as far as the connection lights. And if that's the case, then then next you want to move on to your Wi-Fi because that's stuff that you can't see. It's wireless. The If your computer connects, if you're on a laptop and it can't connect to the Internet, check your phone. Does your phone have Wi-Fi? Is the, is the Wi-Fi working on it? If it is, then nine times out of ten, it's probably nothing to do with the Wi-Fi itself. So you can cut that out. It's good to go. Then you move on to the laptop, and then that's whenever you want to kind of start diagnosing and seeing what's going on. Again, check your cables. Make sure you're getting power. Uh, can you see your Wi-Fi network if you click the icon in the bottom in the system tray in the bottom right? That's something you want to look for. If you can't, then you may have hit the button on the front of the laptop that turned the Wi-Fi off. Because there are some like that. There, you can turn it off with uh, combinations of hotkeys. So different things like that, you can kind of look. And if that's all it is, you just turn it back on and boom, you're done. If not, then you start getting into more driver-oriented stuff and you kind of start digging deeper. But basically what you want to do is start at one end and work your way back. And then that way you can kind of eliminate as much as you can before you find the, the actual problem. Next up is going to be a hard drive failure. Now, this is when your computer pretty much will either really not boot at all or when it's saving or opening a file, it'll take a lot longer than normal. And the fix for this one is usually uh, I'm going to do it in two parts. Basically, we would kind of take it in two sections. If the computer doesn't boot, then it's pretty easy to know, okay, yeah, this the hard drive is probably on its way out. If it does boot and you're able to get into Windows or, you know, Mac OS or whatever, then it's a little bit more subtle and it's a lot harder to spot if you, your hard drive starting to go. If you're opening and saving things and it takes a lot longer than normal, if you hear a whirring noise or a grinding noise that you didn't before whenever you're opening or saving stuff, if, you know, the computer is vibrating, if your laptop vibrates whenever you're trying to save stuff or open stuff that's all signs that the hard drive is starting to go and usually that the the bearings on the platters are the first thing to go and they'll make noise or they'll vibrate really bad <laughs> it's, if you know what you're looking for it's pretty easy to spot it but if you're not if you're not sure what it is then you're you're kind of going to be flying blind if you do notice something like that, then you want to go ahead and start looking into getting a new hard drive installed soon, because usually by the time it starts getting to the point where it's making noises and it's vibrating a lot, that hard drive is on its very last leg and you need to go ahead and replace it. So and that replacing it, of course, you know, you want to make sure you have a good backup uh, solution. So whether or not you're using a program like some kind of online backup or if you're doing just a simple backup to a, another disk at, you know, at your house, go ahead and get everything backed up before that thing fails, because otherwise you will lose everything on that disk. 
being prepared is always a good thing. And especially with all of your data, not having a backup solution is worth its weight in gold just in case something craps out. So next up is going to be a frozen screen. Usually this is when an application or a program or something just hangs up and just for some reason something just goes nuts and there's no real rhyme or reason for it. I mean, it happens, it could happen randomly, but if it is something that happens all the time while you're doing the same thing, then that may be some kind of bug within that program. But if it's just kind of a random thing, just a reboot will fix it, no big deal. Next up is number eight, and that's going to be strange noises. If you hear whirls or squeals or squeaks or hums or something like that, that's not normal, then... I mean, granted, you spend time with your computer. You spend time with your laptop, your device, whatever it is. If you hear something out of the ordinary, look into it. It could be something as easy as there's dust on the fans that needs to be cleaned out. You can just spray that with compressed air. Or it could be a fan going out, which could cause a lot bigger issues down the road, especially if it does completely go out. But any kind of odd and weird noises need to be taken seriously because if you just let them go at some point, something will fail. It's just that that's the way it is. Next up is overheating. And this is one of the big things that would happen if you hear weird noises. So this is whenever components get too hot to function. And usually for this, the main culprits are going to be like your graphics card or the CPU, both of which are the heart of your device. And they need good airflow to be able to keep the temperatures in check. Anything that uses power is going to create heat byproduct of electricity. That's the way it works as physics. If your CPU and your, your GPU, if they're using a lot of, if they're using a lot of power, they're going to make a lot of heat. And if they can't cool off and keep the, the temperatures down, then they're going to overheat and they're not going to work anymore. Everything nowadays is built pretty much with a fail safe. So if it gets to a certain temperature, it's just going to turn itself off. If you start getting random reboots and stuff like that, this could be the problem. You don't want to block any of the air vents, or the, the intakes. Usually those um, laptops are on the bottom. On the PCs, they're on the side. So if you have your, your PC case kind of tucked in a, in a corner somewhere, check to make sure it's not full of dust. If it's not pressed up too far, close too close to anything like the wall or anything like that. That way the, the air can actually get into it and cool it off. Uh, as far as laptops go, usually, and I'd say this is probably 90% of laptops, 95% of laptops, all of the cooling intake is actually on the bottom. So that's why you don't want to put a, a running laptop, especially if you're running something, something hardcore with it, you don't want to put it sitting on your bed. You don't want to sit it on, if you have a blanket on your lap, you don't want to, you don't want to put it on your lap at that point. Because that blocks all the intakes and not just that, but it t sucks up some of the dust from whatever it's sitting on into the laptop, which is not good for it either. So always keep things away from all the vents. Make sure everything's clean. That way it'll get the airflow that it needs and you won't have any thermal issues. Next up is apps won't install. And this could be from missing files, missing network frameworks, not enough physical hardware, all that can cause this particular item to happen. 
And apps today are a lot bigger and a lot more powerful than they used to be. They use a lot more system resources. So if an app is fairly new and you have an older machine, your machine might not be capable of running it just due to the specs of your computer. If you need something that has, it, it requires two gigs of RAM and you don't, ha and you only have four in your system. Well, Windows uses between two and two and a half by itself. So if that's the case, you won't be able to run it. Or if it runs, it's going to be so slow, it's going to be terrible. So you have to kind of keep an eye on what the app that you're trying to install actually needs and make sure that your computer can handle it. Number 11 is going to be sudden shutoffs and restarts. And this is when it either the computer either shuts off or reboots by itself. Now, for this, I'm going to take this as two separate issues. The article puts it together, but I'm going to take it as two different things. First is the random reboots. Usually that could either be from an app or a component like a graphics card or something like that crashing. And you, sometimes it's just they trying to do something really intensive and the program got hung up or something. And, you know, if that's the case, then it'll just kind of reboot. I've seen that happen a lot. The other one, though, is one that's probably a little bit more serious. And that's whenever things just shut off. And the random shut off could either possibly be a power supply go, starting to go out because if when the power when your power supply starts to go out or the battery in the laptop whenever you're doing something intensive and it has to pull a lot of power if it's on the way out then that's whenever it's going to fail if you're putting stress on it and it fails then that's kind of when you know it's you, you have to kind of look at the situation and see but a lot of times Whenever stuff like that happens, the root of it is because it's a thermal problem. Again, if the vents are blocked, if everything's full of dust or dirt or whatever, then these things can get really, really hot and then shut off. So the CPU, if that happens, the cooler that you have has a fan on it, but the fan stops working, that thing's going to heat up really, really fast. Graphics card, same way. If you have integrated graphics, that has, you know, that has to do with the same cooler as your CPU. So you want to make sure all of that stuff stays clean and keep the dust out of it and keep your vents open. That way you can get all of that. Uh, it could be as simple as something off of one of one of the fans on the front of the computer blowing through it. If you know, if you only have one fan blowing, blowing cold air through it and that one goes out, then at some point, everything within the case is going to get hot. Again, that's something you want to look, you want to look and you want to listen for weird noises for, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of stuff you want to look for to be able to diagnose and say, hey, this is the problem. And then then you can go in and try to get get it fixed. Next up is going to be number 12, and that's going to be peripherals or stop stopped working. And that's basically if your mouse or your keyboard suddenly kind of just doesn't work anymore. And right now, pretty much everything is USB. And first off, I will try just, you know, rebooting your computer first. If that doesn't work, move everything to a different USB port just to just on the off chance that something happened with that particular port. And if that still doesn't work, then try those same peripherals on a different device. If you have it, um, that, that's one way to test it. If they still don't work, then they just need to be replaced. If they do work, then it might be a driver issue or something like that, you know, going down. It might not 
it's probably not going to be a hardware issue with USB ports because they don't really fail that often. It does happen, but it's not often at all. So more than likely, you're probably going to throw out your mouse or your keyboard before those those ports fail. Next up is not using all your RAM. If you have more RAM than what Windows says you have, or it's not running at the speed that it's advertised. So we're going to take this. This is, again, kind of two issues. First up is if you have Windows and you're running 32-bit Windows, which is kind of hard to find nowadays because Windows 10 is pretty much only 64-bit now. There are some 32-bit versions out there, but it's hard to find. So, But 32-bit will only recognize 4 gigs of RAM total. So if you have 8 gigs of RAM in your system and you have a 32-gig Windows setup, then you're only gonna, it's only going to see four of that. So you're only seeing half of what you actually have. So you could reinstall the 64-bit version, get all eight, and then you should be good to go. The other issue is the speed of the RAM. Now, this happens a lot in more the aftermarket side and uh, you know when you're building your own computer and stuff like that. You buy RAM at a specific speed. And usually you have to check with the motherboard manufacturer to see what speeds are compatible with that particular motherboard. And then you can buy it accordingly. Now, usually they'll have, when you first boot it, you boot it into, but you check your RAM and you bought 3200 megahertz speed RAM. And when you check it, it's only running at 2333 megahertz. Well, what happens is, the manufacturers change, uh, keep the setting in the BIOS to limit the speed of the RAM to what's accept, what is acceptable. And their version of acceptable is usually a lot slower than what you can, it can actually run. Not saying that the, you know, it can't run the other speeds because it can. It's just this is what they deem safe. The slower speed goes in there and they have what they call the xmp profile or extreme memory profile and what you do is you enable that and then that bumps everything up and it bumps the voltage and it bumps the uh the timings to be able to run the your ram at the the speed that it's supposed to and then once you do that it's basically you off to the races usually in pre-built that doesn't happen because they use a really really cut down version of a bios and you usually don't even have that option so you know, it, it kind of is what it is. But if you do, are building your own PC and or had to swap out a motherboard or something like that, this might be something that you might run into. Next up is number 14, and that's going to be crashes before loading the operating system. And that's when you get errors like error loading operating system or no boot drive found. And for this, the first error is more than likely probably something along the lines of one of the the files that needs to load the os is missing or is, is corrupt and most of the big os's have a recovery that you can use i know windows does i know apple does and basically it just it checks all those files that are necessary to boot and gets everything lined up to where windows can actually come up or ios can actually come up so most of uh, basically you would have to just check boot into recovery and then have recovery check all of those files and then usually that will get 
your operating system back up and running. Now, the second error is usually whenever either the drive is not plugged in all the way, like one of the plugs came undone a little bit, or the master boot record or the MBR is corrupt or it's missing. And it's basically just a little table. It's not a big file at all, but you need it to be able to boot the computer. So uh, usually whenever you do, especially in Windows, uh, you can get into the recovery and get to a command prompt. When you get to the command prompt, there's a few simple commands that you can do right there. And that'll basically rewrite and re recompile that master boot record so you can get things going again. And last but not least, we have monitor not showing images, which means your monitor is blank. So basically, you want to try the simple things first. Check your cables, make sure everything's good and tight. You're getting power to it. You want to make sure that if you have another device that you can try plugging into the monitor to make sure that it works. If, that do, if the monitor works, then you can kind of focus on the computer side. If it doesn't, the monitor might need to be replaced uh, monitors are really, they have a lot of electronics in there that are not very conducive for fixing it. There's a lot of capacitors and different things like that that will shock you, like r literally shock you really, really badly if you jump in there and try to take one of those apart and touch something that you're not supposed to. So that's something that you, if at all, at the very last option is to break one of the uh, monitor open and try to fix it. I've been doing this for many years now and I won't even go into a monitor because I don't want to touch that and I don't want to get into it. So I really and truly, if you don't, I, I would, I would beg you don't even try it. If you have to eat the cost, a monitor is 80 bucks. You know? <laughs> so if you have to get another monitor, just go that route. That's the easiest way to go. But if it is your computer, then it could be possibly your graphics card may have gone out. The It might be the cable going from your computer to your monitor. It could be a bad graphics driver that updated whenever you, you know, were the last time whenever you had to re, uh, reboot. So it could be several different things, and you just kind of kind of narrow it down and see which one it could possibly be. That way you know what you need to fix. So there's our list. That's our 15. Uh, if you do have any other questions or anything like that, don't hesitate to hit me up on Facebook or shoot me an email down south it at gmail.com. I will answer it, you know, as best I can and work with you. That's not a problem. Just let me know because some of these, like I say, these are supposedly the most common things that happen. But I know of a lot more other things that I see that are also very common. So I don't know exactly who they talk to about these particular items but this is actually a fairly good list so that's why i kind of wanted to go with this one but if you have any other problems please let me know and i will help you out if i can and while you're there if one other thing if you wanted to do too is head over to the website you, all the way at the bottom of the home page there's a little form you can fill out and that'll get to me that'll get to me too so that's just a third way to get to me besides facebook and email and while you're on the website you can check out past episodes you can go look at the show prep which will have all of this stuff written out and you know in text so you can actually see it and kind of follow it along if you need it you can also smash that store button right there and go check out the, all of the stuff at the merch store go see if you got find something that you like 
and pick that up for me if you don't mind. That'll be awesome. It'll help me out a lot. You can also go check out the YouTube channel. That's You can get the link right there on the website as well. Smash the subscribe button for me if you don't mind. And as I like to end every podcast, a paraphrase from Albert Hubbard, technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. This has been a really good episode. I hope you get a lot out of it. Don't forget, check out the show prep just on the off chance that you missed something. Thank you all for listening. I love you. I'll see you next time right here on Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.